0: and welcome to the pre-snap motion podcast episode number 28 week eight action i'm your host chat scott with me as always my buddy rich rebar rich we're a little late tonight but uh how the hell are you doing i'm
1: holding in there man you know week eight uh it's man. gonna be november when these games are played sunday officially uh so you know hey, we'll start to see some nuts some some weather implications implications you know put on some of these games and you know probably eventually uh we've started to see some like wind stuff this week but nothing crazy like winter storm or anything we had a little snow in denver which was fun uh watching the game in the snow yeah uh, that's cool but yeah you know other than that it's good man uh how how, how are you guys doing uh halloween in your area is there trick-or-treating still is there
0: oh yeah like well our community facebook page like had a they talked about it and uh they're they're basically saying you know if if the kids if the parents are good with it and the kids are good with it we'll have candy if not we'll still have candy it's kind of like you know pick your own adventure and (laughs) uh we'll kind of go from there and i mean you know i i i want my kids to do it it's fun i mean all the candy is packed and wrapped and and sealed shut we'll just probably leave it you know for 24 hours before they can touch it like like smart people maybe um but uh that's you know pretty much the same as usual i guess as as far as halloween goes what about you
1: yeah ours is going off uh we'll probably just like my kids are that that age are a little younger uh my oldest is would probably run out with his friends and, and be a knucklehead but uh they won't be doing that cuz they don't get to do that anymore uh yeah, but yeah. my youngest is 4 and then the middle one is 8 so like we'll probably just let them go like around a block like it's fine and yeah get out of yeah. here and then you got to there, so. <laughs> You
0: only have so many of these with the little ones right so like covid's taken so much from us already and both they my kids want to be
1: hot dogs this year so I don't want to waste that like uh uh, nice
0: <laughs> they both want to be hot dogs huh
1: <laughs> i don't know man whatever it is they're not gonna fight back uh when they just want to be hot dogs so it's nice and easy and and we're out the door are man. you
0: are you gonna go as a sandwich as well or <laughs> no oh, <laughs> yeah sorry. no uh... just bring a little controversy to the podcast here just bring a little controversy
1: yeah man. i mean i don't think it is a controversy
0: <laughs> yeah oh wait what side are you on sandwich oh yeah man really
1: are you a no? Are you a no hot? Hot dogs a sandwich.
0: A hot dog is a hot dog. I Ain't mean, no sandwich. <laughs> but that is that is for another show. Uh, uh, before uh, we get into everything, make sure you guys are going over to sharpfootballanalysis.com, picking up Warren's book at least like. Uh, Check out previews. Check out reviews. I mean, just if you read the reviews alone, um, I think that's enough to to get you to at least take a look and and buy it for the low low price that it's at. And of course, I mean, we're in week eight. Uh, if you haven't picked up a uh, fancy subscription by now, you've been missing out on uh, eight, which will what will be eight full weeks of the worksheet, Rich.
1: Which is getting bigger. It's growing every week. Yeah, you know, it's it's like I said last week. It's still taking me, with well, even with teams I'm by, it's still taking me longer to do just because there's just more information we are, have access to now, and uh, the more data we get, the more I can pump in there to kind of reinforce some evidence-based thoughts. So yeah, it's, uh, it's getting
0: bigger. The more you can pump in there, it's really weird as the as as we get closer into the cold weather, it gets bigger, and that's usually it's usually the opposite. So that's that's interesting. But uh, as many of you already know, sharpfootballanalysis.com is the best place for fantasy analysis and betting information. You can choose from season-long four-week or weekly packages that best suit your needs. This week, Atlanta and Carolina will be helping us determine a discount for our loyal readers and listeners. The total points scored in Thursday night's game will represent the percentage discount site-wide on sharpfootballanalysis.com. On Friday, October 30th, make sure you head to sharpfootballanalysis.com on Friday, where the discount code will be made available at the top of the homepage. That's sharpfootballanalysis.com. So, Rich, if uh, let's just say they uh, they score 54 points, that means they get 54 54 off uh, the 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 sub, right? Yeah, absolutely. 51 easy, point man. game
1: total. 51-point yeah. game total, so it's not a cheapie. This isn't like, uh, you know, the Eagles-Giants Eagles, uh, last week. Uh, so the point total is on the board there. England-Buffalo, So just cheer oh. for as many points as you can because yeah. it doesn't. It could be rest of the season, monthly, weekly. It doesn't even have to be my stuff. It could be betting. Uh, so just cheer for them to score 100 points, yeah. to be honest. Just cheer for 100 points.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everybody, <laughs> free, free subs. That would be that would be incredible. Um so what happens if they score 108 points? Do you guys give us $8 back? Is that what it is? Oh yeah,
1: talk about your all-time yeah. backfires. Uh. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Definitely. If they score 100, 108 points, everybody be looking for that. Um news what did the Rams
1: and, uh Rams Chiefs What did they score in that game uh was it 101? 90, was it? No, they got, like they broke hundred right for there. sure. They did. They yeah. broke hundred,
0: yeah. Hey man, you never know. You never <laughs> you never know. Atlanta and Carolina always always high uh, point point totals in those, so should be interesting. Not great defenses. Uh, no, not good. I heard not good. News and notes: Odell Beckham uh, out for the season with a torn ACL. Uh, we were talking a little bit before this game. You saw um, by somebody. Um, I don't think you remembered, but uh, he he might have torn his ACL. Actually, actually prior to uh, flying sideways into the defender. What does this do for the offense and uh, Odell's dynasty outlook heading uh, moving forward?
1: Well, I mean it's kind of a, a you know multifaceted here. You know, Odell it does give us some mercy in trying to like, get him right. I feel like he's a guy mm. that like, people have wanted to bench and just have not because it's Odell Beckham and right. it's kind of taken out of our hands now. It almost it almost feels like a little bit of mercy. Um, you know, he, <laughs> he had not had more than five catches in any game so far this season. His season high was eighty-one yards. He, but he teased us. he gave a couple of big moments that said, like, the old Odell's still in there. But now we have to look at this, though, in totality. I mean, he is going to be in a couple of weeks, he's going to turn 28. So, I mean, coming off of ACL, going at his age 29 season, uh, Cleveland has – he has a, an injury guarantee, so they really can't cut him going into next year. So he's probably going to Browns again. Um, and he just really hasn't been healthy since, what, 2016 now? I mean, he did play all 16 yeah. games a year ago, but – we already know it was documented. He had the sports hernia injury. Uh, just hasn't been the same player since 2016. A lot of lower body injuries, a lot of surgeries, uh, some waning stats and efficiency. And he's going to be knocking on the door here, you know, age 29, which is basically, you know, on, in from a dynasty sense, like it's rough, man. It's He's not going to yeah. be able to really – even if he has a good year at age 29, he's not really going to recoup a lot of value. Like He's not going to really spike yeah. his dynasty value. So – really a tough spot if you're a dynasty eight player with Odell Beckham doesn't really have much trade value right now. And you're kind of holding the bag right now to see how this plays out, uh, from a season long stance. I mean, it, it, it helps, you know, obviously, you know, it helps Jarvis Landry. He had a season lot high 21% team target share last week after Odell, cause Odell, you know, the first play of the game is we got hurt. Uh, you know, so he, but the Browns offense still is the same thing. He's going to have the same problem we had with Odell Beckham, except for he's just not going to provide as many explosive plays as Beckham. You know, because the tw- yeah. 21% team target share was only six targets still for mm-hmm. the Browns offense. So it's still not, not going to be like a Jarvis Landry is going to turn to like a 12-target guy weekly uh, being the number one wide receiver in the Browns offense. And like we said with Odell, he's not getting those vertical targets and those explosive play targets either. So it's not like he's really going to get like a, a huge bump and just like into like being like a locked in like wide receiver two or top 20 wide receiver weekly uh, because Odell wasn't even that. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, Rashad Higgins obviously gets the, the biggest bump from like where he was, which was not really even on our radar at all based on the amount of snaps he was playing to so being a guy now that at least can be in play weekly should be rostered. Uh, you know, we went, you go back to the 2018 season and him and Baker Mayfield had a lot of chemistry. You know, he caught 74% of his targets that season, uh, just under 15 yards per catch, 14.7 yards per catch. Uh, and then going into last year, he gets hurt in week one then kind of gets in the doghouse of Freddie Kitchens. Doesn't get back on the field. Doesn't get on the field to start this season. Cardero Hodge gets injured he gets an opportunity catches a touchdown the previous two weeks before last then Odell gets hurt and he comes and catches six targets for hundred yards when he's got an opportunity he's been good and going back to college he was a hyper productive player this guy caught 240 passes in college uh, at Colorado State and Colorado State churned out receiver production because Michael Gallup followed him with like a 90 catch season and Preston Williams followed him with like a 96 catch season uh, so like that system was producing a lot of volume. but anytime Higgins has really gotten an opportunity or gotten targets he has been a productive player. He just runs the same problem, like we said, down the line. So these guys get elevated, but this Browns offense, what kind of volume does it offer these players? It's probably going to not be a lot weekly. They're going to have to be efficient players, and they're going to need Baker Mayfield to go 22 of 28 in a lot of these games uh, going right. forward, which, you know, if they play the Bengals every week, which is would be great. But, uh, but they don't. Uh, (laughs) So you'll probably see, I said Landry was a guy that I think had fallen to like basically wide receiver four flex status. I think he gets bumped to like wide receiver three uh, flex area probably weekly. And then Higgins gets kind of in the play to be like a, a flex. And even more, I mean, if he somehow passes Landry, I don't think it would be from a fantasy stance, not like an opportunity yeah. stance. It wouldn't be that surprising to me uh, just based on the kind of efficiency he's had with Baker, the kind of mind meld. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of the, the long-winded version of kind of where we are. I definitely don't am not in the camp that Odell Beckham's absence makes Baker Mayfield better, uh, like Kevin right. Stefanski. I've seen that. Um, I've seen you know, it, yeah. I know that that take was going out there, and Kevin Stefanski definitely sh- didn't agree either. I mean, really, it's just <laughs> Baker Mayfield. The, the two games he's played, the Bengals, he's been awesome. yards per temp and 10.6 yards per temp against the Bengals. 6.8 yards or fewer pass attempt in every other game uh, outside of the Bengals games. So uh, I'm Mm -hmm. definitely not going to say that it definitely makes Oda Baker Mayfield better not having Odo back up.
0: It does help that they are playing the Raiders this week who Mm -hmm. uh, do give up a lot of quarterback and wide receiver points. Um, Also, uh, just quickly, uh, DPJ is back on the radar. Your favorite, or not yours, but uh, a lot of people's kind of – Favorite fourth-round pick uh, in rookie drafts this year. He uh, he came through with the game-winning touchdown last week. Um, you never know. 21 years old, 6'2", 208. You could do worse for uh, the end of your bench uh, stash. So uh, Don- Donovan Peoples-Jones, keep him on your radar. Uh, next. What do we have next? I was on it. Now it's gone. Hmm. All right. Oh, Antonio Brown. That's what it was. We haven't talked about him in forever, it feels like. And now he signs with Tampa Bay and just so, and just luck. So has it, uh, Chris Godwin, uh, you know, he got his game or two in and is going to be out at least for this week. It looks like, uh, with, uh, surgery or uh, finger surgery and Antonio Brown signs apparently looks great. Uh, we've heard this all before with, uh, with Bruce Harry Arians on how everybody looks to him. What does this do for Tampa Bay? Their offense, Antonio Brown, um, what do you what do you see his rest of season look like uh, in Tampa Bay?
1: Yeah, we've already seen Bruce Arians too just talk about the health, and we've seen it with Godwin. He, Godwin even before this week had already missed three games. Mike Evans started mm-hmm. the season with hamstring injury, and then has been dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, you know, since the then Chargers he retired, game. and he did retire. Oh. Uh, but he's been dealing <laughs> with an ankle injury. Scotty Miller's been hurt. Like they've been banged up. Uh, so far this year so like there's the insurance factor and then plus like him and Brady are boys man like there's no hiding it like at this point you know like Brady has basically pushed for them to get Gronk and Antonio Brown he's basically signed those two players himself uh, but they traded for Gronk first Uh, so he's basically made those two transactions himself because that's what Tom Brady does Uh, (laughs) the thing too is this Bucks offense too the way it's been to start the year is it's been the Tom Brady way of just like he's going to take whoever you give him like he's going to throw to the open guy, whether it's Scotty Miller, whether it's Tyler Johnson, whether it's, you know, Gronk or Cameron Brate or any of these guys, like he's just going to do that. So now you add another receiver to the fold to kind of take away from this. It's not the offense that just jam targets to Evans and Godwin last year. You know, we counted on weekly. It's going to oscillate week to week. Um, listen, when, Antonio Brown came off the street to the Patriots last year after all the summer of Antonio Brown, he ran 14 pass routes that first game to Patriots and got targeted eight times and was fine. Brady got him the ball. So, I mean, it's not like he's going to come in and there's going to be a steep learning curve here. Like we already seen it. It doesn't, it, it's going to be fine. Uh, the connection connection wise, It's just, the you know, target volume and how it all falls out. I'm bummed out before the two guys I just mentioned in passing though, the what possible ascension for scotty miller and tyler johnson you know two guys yeah, you know dynasty tyler johnson like.
0: wasn't
1: there. right and tyler johnson is a guy and i think monday we'll see him have another opportunity because the antonio brown's not there because the last game that godwin missed he you know he looked was good. on the field yeah, so for good. he was on the field for 75 percent of the team drop backs uh operate in the slot and got a lot of opportunity he caught four for 61 but then he's caught two touchdowns yeah. since then scotty miller's flashed he's another guy that was a huge producer bowling green uh, and, and we we're just waiting for opportunity and he's you know the second year player's has got opportunities, flashed so like those two guys are really stunted right now and they're kind of guys that we were kind of like we had been starting to see from those guys with brady yeah. um and felt good about those late round dynasty picks that we had because we were tyler johnson fell even though he's, you know he's kind of a uh, I think everyone liked Tyler Johnson actually. It wasn't even like he was like an analytics darling. I think like scouts liked it especially too. for where it was
0: where he was going in rookie drafts, it was like a no brainer.
1: Even scouts, I think, cheesy, liked him great. a lot too. They were yeah. just kinda thought he was like suited to play the big slot role in the NFL. And then there were some whispers that he was just kind of like not a great like interview, and that's what dropped him down. Like teams had like like he was kinda standoffish or whatever. It was all that's all here so anyways, because
0: you can't anytime, have that in the locker room.
1: Anytime he plays, <laughs> he's been good, though. I mean, obviously, yeah. anytime at Minnesota, he balled out. And any opportunity he's gotten so far in Tampa Bay, he's produced. So I am bummed out yeah, from uh, the stance of those two players, those two young wide receivers from a dynasty stance, because they get a little buried when they had started the flash a little bit. Uh, so that's yeah. kind of a bummer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this Tampa this Tampa offense had already shown us, though, I believe that we were not going to get return on – chris godwin and mike evans where they were going at adp and we had talked several times we talked about evans multiple times on this show for weeks about being a sell and then last week we talked about godwin uh you know so we don't really have to get heavy into that but for antonio brown i will say that probably the rest of the season is it's it's gonna be in that bucket where he's gonna go to where he's not is he gonna be a reliable week-to-week starter but I think he's gonna have spike moments for sure
0: yeah uh so obviously this is a great time for dynasty people to go out and get Tyler Johnson. Um he's dropped back down a little bit. Um so might as well go try to get him for for basically nothing. Um let's move on to I feel like we talk about the Cowboys every week, but here we are again. Um Andy Dalton got rocked in the game last week in concussion protocol. Doesn't look like he's going to play this week. So, what up, Ben DiNucci? What can you tell me about Ben D'Nucci?
1: <laughs> yeah, Ben DiNucci, uh from Pitt, transferred from Pitt, got beat out at Pitt, uh, transferred to James Madison. He's, he's kind of mobile. I mean, he's rushed for like, over 1,000 yards in his collegiate career, so he can kind of move, but like, dude, like, it's just crazy how fast this turned on the Cowboys. Like, we thought this was going to be a yeah. carnival all year. Uh, We thought like having everyone except for Michael Gallup was a bonanza. (laughs) And now there's just like a big cloud of uncertainties and stack Prescott got hurt. Cause I mean, I was in the the party that thought at least like there's going to be drop off, but like Andy Dalton can at least float this thing. And he didn't show anything. Like even before Dalton took that hit, they were a disaster against Washington. And, 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 and the week before against Arizona, they put up no fight. And we were already kind of in this sketchy mode of like, what do we even really have here with these guys? going forward uh because and the other part of it too is we're wasting this defense like the cowboys defense is so bad but because their offense now can't clap back like what are we i think we're like it's the whole carnival is over the whole thing is shut down down, it feels like it's over man it's gross amari still has held a high floor even last week dude came in his first pass he hit him for 30 yards uh you know this week it'll be interesting to see what happens just because he's got the rematch with slay and uh but, I mean, Amari's kind of held the high floor. We had talked about CeeDee Lamb. Just his overall target share was kind of floating his raw targets because of the amount of dropbacks the Cowboys were having. So, when that gets kind of shrunk, we've kind of seen that the last two weeks he kind of doesn't have maybe the high, as high ceiling as we thought, you know, he was going to have in the Ascension. Gallup, we just can whatever. I mean, we were already there. With him. But, but Zeke Elliott, I mean, we're in a weird yeah. space with Zeke Elliott now. I mean, look at these past two games with Ezekiel Elliott outside, even if you take away like his fumbles, I mean, th- this team just is, is constantly playing, playing from behind all season long, even when they had back. Um, but th- he's just not getting the kind of rushing volume, which is kind of what he stand on. And then when you look at the games uh, where the Dallas hasn't had like 50 plus dropbacks um, he's just, he hasn't also had the targets in the two games. Dallas has had fewer than 45 dropbacks. He has receiving lines of one catch for 14 yards and one catch for six yards um so like it's not even like a lock like his receiving role that he has had that looks great in totality when you look at a season-long numbers when they're not throwing 50 plus times like you see like it's that's not even a sure thing so we're just in a really weird space with the dallas offense um, we're gonna have to see it play out for a little bit and who knows even if they go back to dalton maybe dinucci they just say whatever we'll just see what we have and yeah. play him i don't know if that will happen or maybe maybe he plays good enough to keep the job for a little bit i don't know but I do know that obviously we lost uh, out on that carnival ride we were going to be on and we thought we yeah. were on through four weeks.
0: Yeah. You know I mean? I don't know. Let it, let it ride out. Maybe they won't have to pay Dak next year. Um, even though they, they really have to. Um, and then, I mean, just to kind of, I'm not, not expand so much on Zeke. Um, I don't know if, if you're into like body language on the field, but like, he just doesn't, it, it's like when, when Dak's season was, was lost, it, it almost kind of felt like Zeke was like, all right, well, I'm kind of done too. Uh, and that's I think like, they his, feel like uh, that
1: in general, obviously, you know, my yeah. McCarthy felt like that after Dalton got hit, he was, you know, obviously came out and thought that someone should have stuck up for him. They just are very listless, dude. Dude. I mean, they got yeah. dog walked by Washington. Like it wasn't even yeah. at any point were they in the game, like just, yeah. they got it, straight up dog
0: walked. It's no good. It's, it's no good. Um, That's it for news and notes. You know, that's, that's enough. That's all we got. Let's get into our starts of the week. Rich, you uh, I, I, you almost hit on all four. You went. Uh, your quarterback was was good in Bridgewater. Uh, of course, who, Dick Rod. I like that. I, I haven't heard of Dick Rod yet. Richard Rodgers, He hit on Thursday night. Started off with a, with a bang. Um, Christian Kirk obviously um, hit for the Seattle. Didn't hit running back though, right? Is that right? No, you did. You were running They were all right. They were, they're serviceable. They're right. Your RB twos. That was uh, that was definitely your best week. Um, me, on the other hand, not so great. Joe Burrow was obviously really good for me. Uh, Drew Sample maybe paid off for you with five catches and fifty some yards. But uh, Murray didn't fall in the end zone, and then Tim Patrick was kind of disaster. Hey, four hundred yard passer
1: though, man. Four hundred yard passer.
0: Yeah, not bad. I mean, Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow's okay. He's okay. You did not Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He uh he's he's decent. <laughs> Confirmed decent. Uh let's get into our starts of this week. Who do you got for your quarterback? Who are you liking this week?
1: All right. So this is kind of a weird week, too, when you look at the landscape. Um uh, quarterback's not as bad, but we'll you'll see when we get in these other positions. Uh, uh I'm going. I'm actually, you know what, I, I thought I was like, all right, cool, like I can either go back to Teddy this week or I can go to jo- Joe Burrow and those guys are all ranked in the top 12 this week. Uh, yep. So I've got to go to Derek Carr, man. Mm. Uh, you know, Derek Carr's quietly, he's really having a, he's having a career season. I don't know if anyone notices because it's Derek Carr and he's just like, So nondescript (laughs) that no one pays attention. Um, But he's averaging career highs with 8.2 yards per pass attempt. He's averaging 287.7 passing yards per game. That's a career high. Career high 6.2% touchdown rate. Um, And he's had 19 or more fantasy points in four of his past five games. Now we just seen you pick on Cleveland with Joe Burrow. They are 27th in passing points allowed per game. They're 30th in passing yardage allowed per game because they're also good against the run. Uh, So they do force Mm -hmm. teams to kind of attack that weak secondary. So Derek Carr, one, has been productive, and we've seen him be productive against the Chiefs and Buccaneers defenses the last two times we've seen him play, uh, two teams that have not given up a lot of production to quarterbacks, uh, and the Browns have. So, I mean, uh, I'm going to go and keep riding this Derek Carr train.
0: I like it, man. I like it. And uh, I'm going to go with the quarterback that uh, came out the same year as Derek Carr and go with Jimmy Garoppolo, QB 20. Mm. Um, really, it's it's pretty cut and dry here. Game <laughs> game over under is 54. He's playing the Seahawks. Um, in six games, Seahawks have given up two uh, passers, 450 plus yards, four for 300 plus yards. They've given up 11 passing touchdowns. And that's Ryan uh, Fitz. Fitzpatrick, um, who you liked in week four, I want to say he had a big fat zero, but he did have a rush touchdown. They've given up like four of those as well to QBs. Um, it's, it's pretty simple. There's no DB, Debo this week. Uh, the running game is, is they got some hurt, a hurt unit back there. If if you own Jimmy G, like if you're ever going to play him now, now's the week. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy for me. So I'm just going to go with Jimmy G plus I didn't really like the other quarterbacks, um, this week. So
1: yeah, I'm curious My to see Seahawks, how that game plays out because uh, we know what the 49ers want to do, and we know like what Seattle's bad at, and it's just like yeah. so anti what the 49ers do because you should j- drop back and just attack that secondary man, yeah. and and they don't really do. They have the wide receivers that are capable. Of, obviously, they have Kittle, but Jimmy Garoppolo's season high is 37 dropbacks so far against yeah. Seattle. Quarterbacks have had 56, 47, 62, 52. 42 and 52 dropbacks. Uh, they are forcing teams to throw and they're not good at stopping the pass. It's not even well just that volume. is just they make
0: you they make you have to pass just because you're you're you basically have to play catch-up most of the game with them. Um and they allow you to do that because they don't, I mean they just they can't stop you, they can't stop the pass whatsoever.
1: <laughs> I mean, so. maybe they get Jamal Adams back. I haven't seen any word on his availability this week, but the secondary isn't bad. Um, yeah, I'm really curious to see how Kyle Shanahan decides to attack that game because the past two weeks when the 49ers kind of got off the schneid, they've really kind of, you know, not massed Jimmy Garoppolo, but, you know, they've gone like they went to the Patriots game was just run heavy. And then that game against the Rams, they just were like running everything behind the line of scrimmage and short yeah. and not really asking him to do a lot. So I'm really curious because the way to beat Seattle is over the top, attack yep. them downfield. So I'm really curious to see how they uh, approach, that, approach this game.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Kittle really hasn't had a big game against Seattle in the last couple of years. Um, I know he missed one game, I think, with injury, but uh, he could be in for a monster game. Let's move on to running backs. And this is like the, really the position I had to I had to skip running back and go come back to it at the end because I just I didn't like anybody after running back 24. I kind of landed on uh, Zach Moss as just w two WTF kind of pick. Currently the RB35. We saw him come back in week six. Week seven, he had the most snaps he's had all season at 47%. Uh, He did just have just seven carries, uh, but he did have three targets, three receptions, 25 yards. New England's given up the 12th most fantasy points to running backs. Um, We know Bill Belichick will obviously do everything he can to stop Stefan Diggs in the passing game. Um, And we saw Devin Singletary uh, conversely had a season low in snaps at 54% last week. Um, some have been saying like, maybe this is kind of the changing of the guard, uh, with the running backs. Um, I'd rather be maybe in before than after. So, uh, Zach Moss, maybe the hype finally hits this week. I'm going to go with him just cause, um, I don't, I don't like anybody else after RB 24 this week so much.
1: Yeah. I mean, to end that game, he got? was clearly the best, better of the two Buffalo running backs. So maybe that leads into some more opportunities, yeah. uh, this next week I'm going with, um, Leonard Fournette, uh, so when you look at Fournette's situation last week, we had actually had a clear change. You know, surprise, surprise, the Bucks backfield, something changes every week. But the previous till this point in the season, it was when Fournette played, it was him and Ronald Jones and Fournette would come in as like an ancillary asset. And then LaShawn McCoy would play passing downs. But what they did last week was they folded LaShawn McCoy out of this out of the game entirely and folded his role into Leonard Fournette's role. So now not only is Leonard Fournette the ancillary rusher, he's also now the third down back. And they've come out, and whether you want to believe Mr. Tinfoil Kangle himself, Bruce Arians, he claims that that is Fournette's <laughs> role going forward. So now with the Bucks, we have Fournette getting some carries, enough to be tangible, and now – getting pass routes from a quarterback that loves to throw it, check it down. I mean, he ran a season-high 25 pass routes last week. Uh, LeSean McCoy didn't see the field. Um, mm. And he also got 11 carries. So now we're getting enough value, I think, in, especially if you're in these PPR formats where Fournette can now be used uh, instead of just having to rely on him to get a touchdown or do pop a big play because he had seven targets. He caught six of them. Um, so now with this new final opportunity, he's got a shot to get maybe, you know, 15 16 touches a week with four or five plus catches uh which is definitely that's arguably more appealing than the role Ronald Jones is going to have which is just the early down banger and the goal yeah. line guy. Uh so I'm looking at Leonard Fornette especially yeah. in a game against the Giants. Uh and if that's going to be his role um going forward then that gives him I believe a safer floor than Jones uh as well. So I'm going to go with uh, Leonard Fournette here. Um I think Leonard Fournette is a better play than Le'Veon Bell, and he's ranked below Le'Veon Bell because of Narrative Street.
0: I like that. And plus, I mean, again, Godwin's out. Um, just maybe a little bit more opportunity for Fournette. I like that call. Um, let's get into wide receiver. And I love that you picked Derek Carr this week because for my wide receiver, I'm going with Henry Ruggs, currently the wide receiver, wide receiver 39 at Cleveland. Again, this game is a 52-point over-under. You said it. I mean, Derek Carr, career high in yards per attempt, 8.2. He has a 6.2 touchdown rate. Uh, he's had 19 fantasy points in four of his last five games. Uh, we saw Ruggs break out uh, in week – sort of week, break out in week six. Um, he had he only had two catches, but it was for 100-plus yards and that long score. Um I kinda of like this as like a post hype breakout uh in week eight against this uh this this Cleveland defense that just gets torched. Uh, again, they're giving up the second most points to fantasy wide receivers right now. Henry Ruggs, uh it's time, baby. Rock it up. Who do you like?
1: I was gonna stack my guy, Derek Carr with the Raiders receiver, but it wasn't gonna be Ruggs.
0: Aguilar, Aguilar, Aguilar.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just think he's ranked too yeah.
0: low. He's just ranked no, I do too too. low. <laughs> uh, he was right. He was my other one. He was my other one.
1: All right, cool. So we'll go to Maybe we'll both hit. Maybe we'll get them both. But, but, I mean, you look at Aguilar, the past four games he's run a pass route on 140 of 159 team dropbacks. Um, he's averaging almost 20 yards per catch. Uh, and he has a touchdown in three consecutive games. So, I mean, he's kind of already hitting. True. We talked about the Browns' pass defense. Uh, they are 18th in yards for target to opposing wideouts. Um, But they're facing 25 targets per game, which is the third most. Uh, Everyone's kind of having success against them. We saw all three Bengals receivers be good against them last week. So there's definitely opportunity to be here. And they've allowed a 6.3% touchdown rate to opposing wide receivers, which is 25th in the league. So I'm going to keep riding this catching babies wave. I think that this is going to be short-lived, though, because Brian Edwards did practice today, although Gruden said he will be out this week. Um, he already said he looks doubtful this week, but, uh, so Brian Edwards is going to be coming back and they have to start using rugs eventually and figure out what they have in him. So I do think yep. Aglor's like little spike here from being fantasy relevant stance is probably going to be short lived, but I do think this is another week you can go back to him.
0: No, I like it too. And, uh, because I was Brian looking Edwards for Ayuk, back, but Ayuk know, was, Aglore's
1: Ayuk was jammed way up this week, uh, as well on, on, on fantasy. I rugs. saw that.
0: No, I was gonna, I was thinking about stacking two. Um, and but I do like Tyler Johnson I well. Well, yeah, Tyler Johnson's just hard because of – I just – you don't know. You don't know. Tyler Johnson's hard to start. Tight end, again, pretty gross. Um, I'm going to start with you because mine – I have like – I have one tight end that it's, it's the dumbest reason I'm starting him. So go ahead.
1: Well, listen, I did Richard Rogers last week. So hopefully, you know, sometimes <laughs> uh-huh. you, gotta take these swings. you had a good,
0: uh, you had a good idea. You there, you had a good at least premise for it. You had good information for it.
1: <laughs> well, listen, if that was enough to carry us, I mean, I'd never miss, uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just, listen, I'm going to go back to the well. I mean, maybe I shouldn't because if Austin Hooper plays, I mean, is Austin Hooper going to play? Do we think he's going to play? Well, give me your medicine, your medicinal background. Appendectomy, and he had it on Friday.
0: I mean, he should. I mean, he probably could, but I just, I don't know. You probably he he could, he could.
1: I just hate to give a whole spiel on Harrison Bryant, and then Hooper just plays, and it doesn't matter. Um, but, but
0: whatever. <laughs> so do yeah. you say Cleveland tight end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Cle-
1: cleveland's head end, squatters rights um yeah i mean listen i decided i mean harrison bryan you know a mackie award winner uh highly productive college player drafted by the browns all talked up all throughout camp uh you know definitely already he played snaps in week one too when it was like Joku and hooper um, and then when hooper was out he actually played more snaps than Njoku and ran a pass around on 59% of team dropbacks as opposed to 41% for Njoku last week. And then he had the two end zone targets, obviously. Njoku did get one too, but he was just involved more. This is a team that we know is going to involve the tight end regardless. It's just the system. Um, and they're probably going to be in a position to play the offense they want against the Raiders team that doesn't rush the passer and can't stop the run. So it's going to be the Browns still running a lot of play action, a lot of bootlegs. Uh, a lot of things to free these tight ends up in space on the second level, uh, so I don't see any reason if Hooper is out still to go right back to Harrison Bryant.
0: Nice, I like it um, better than mine. Uh, I, my guy, okay. What if I told you <laughs> this guy is going against the defense that has given up the second most fantasy points to tight ends? No, no, no. But hold on, let me tell you. Let me tell you more. He's playing against his old team
1: and against his old
0: team. Revenge game narrative. Are you really going here? I'm going with the revenge game narrative in
1: the old and
0: the old man. (laughs) I was gonna say the old man narrative. The old man narrative, he is old, but he plays basketball still. Um Alan Robinson, he's still in concussion protocol. Uh I don't know if he's gonna be playing this week. Um, but obviously the biggest uh the, the biggest reason why I would start him is because of revenge game narrative. Um and it's Jimmy Graham. I mean, of course he's going to get two touchdowns because um, that's just what he does. Because he's Jimmy Graham. So uh, the ghost, he's he's coming back this week. Why not? I mean, the the landscape's pretty gross this week at, at tight end as a whole. So um, I'm going Jimmy Graham, and I'm 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 very excited about it. Very excited.
1: I was bummed I couldn't go back. To Richard Rodgers, who is ranked as the tight end ten. This week. He's top ten,
0: man. Top. 10. <laughs> I know. Believe me, I looked right at him. Damn, <laughs> tight end ten already we well, move yeah. quick
1: man. It is in this tight end economy the That's thirst right. is real.
0: Uh got, you if you could do quick.
1: anything productive, someone needs you at tight end.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be uh, left holding the bag at tight end this year. Uh so everybody's ranking as such. Um before we head out of here Rich, I just want to remind everybody again to make sure you are going to sharpfootballanalysis.com which is the best place for fantasy analysis and betting information. Uh again, Uh, This week, this week only, uh, we are basically determining your discount based off of the Atlanta and Carolina uh, points total, the points scored in Thursday night's game tomorrow, or actually today when you're probably listening to this. Again, whatever points they score, total is your discount. You apply that at sharpfootballanalysis.com. You will get that discount on Friday, October 30th. So head on over to sharpfootballanalysis.com. And uh, and and go do it. Cheer for them points. Cheer for them points, baby. Uh, any last bits of info to uh, to add before we head out of here, Rich? No, pretty uh, short and sweet here.
1: Uh, touched on the news and our nice little starts. Uh, hopefully, we continue to have some success. We've been hitting on these now a little better uh, yeah. now that we've now Getting that we've there. got a little lay of the land, and uh, we're starting to get some big scoring weeks. You know. Uh, not even guys that are just getting there. Like You had Burrow, Bob Tanyan. Uh, some some monster weeks have started to come from some of these picks.
0: Kirk, Latavius yeah. Murray, Brandon Cooks. Oh. Um. <laughs> not the Brandon Cooks. That was the only <laughs> week Brandon Cooks is
1: <laughs> the worst player in the NFL. Right, right.
0: He's, you, been, good. He's been good
1: every week since.
0: You rebarred him, man. You rebarred him. All okay, right, man. Mushed Let's. It. Uh... Just mushed it. <laughs> uh, make sure you are following Rich over on Twitter at Lord And I'm at chat underscore Scott13 over there. Uh, good luck in week eight. Keep the momentum going. Revenge game narrative, Jimmy Graham. Put in the books. Later.